Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> and we, this is another episode brought to you by not a sponsor, sponsor Verizon as we <laughs> work through. Soon to be sponsor. Yeah. yeah. We, I'm hoping this is what's going to happen. I'm going to leave town for two weeks and when I come back, it's mag just magically going to be fixed and back to where it was before I left. That is how I solve every problem in my life. I just walk away from it for a couple of weeks. And hope it fixes itself. And then I just hope that I come back and it's fixed itself. It's about 50-50. Sometimes I come back and it's just a lot worse. Other times it has fixed itself. So it's just I'm glad I'm not the only one. Ice for Jake. There you go. Just ignore your problems. Walk away and hope it fixes itself. That sounds about right. Yeah. I thought about doing this episode the whole time talking like this, but I'm not going to. I'd need a lot of water if I was going to do that. I, yeah, I couldn't do it for more than a couple of minutes. I think it gets old really fast. <laughs> and the, the Batman voice only gets more intense the further you go in the trilogy. Yes. By the does. time you get to The Dark Knight Rises, it's almost impossible to tell what Bane or Batman are saying. <laughs> Lego Batman is still my favorite. Lego yeah. Batman is great. Will Arnett as Lego yes. Batman is fantastic. Uh, he was born to play that particular <laughs> Batman role. He's just so good in that. He role. looks the part. Like he's just his look as Batman is the best. Does anybody have any Absolutely. black bricks? I only work <laughs> black. Maybe some shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> just. Just. And he's got like an extra ab. I mean, Lego Batman is just such a good Batman movie. Not what we're Sarah, talking about today, but Michael Sarah <laughs> Robin is a stroke of genius. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, before we get into the movie, though, we are recording yeah. this early, not at our normal time. That means nothing to you guys that are listening because it was it's an after dark episode. People should know it's an after dark episode. Yeah, if you're wondering you. where that angelic glow behind Tracy went, that's why it is after dark. So it's the not... dark night. I've still got some shine though. Yeah, there is a little bit of shine I mean, going on there. It never goes away, it follows you. <laughs> I need a makeup person. <laughs> But while when this episode comes out, Val, you will be traveling and you're going someplace really, really cool. You are yeah. going to D23. I'm going to two. I'm going to two places that, that are very cool. Pax. First, I'm going to PAX. So if you're a fan of video games, which I know, like I feel like I need to get on with uh, cupcakes um, yes. and chat because I don't really know a whole lot about video games at all. And I'm going to PAX West in Seattle and I'm going to take some video, try and learn. Maybe they'll have like an idiot's guide to video gaming and I can go sit and like learn some things. Um, and then after that, I am getting on a plane and flying straight to Anaheim for D23. I'm wow. so jealous. I, I'm super jealous. I mean, I know you're working it at D23. Right, right. So that's, you know. Like, I mean, I'm getting paid to be there. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> well, that sounds even better. Somehow I was like trying to like 
Like I get you're it. You're trying it's to make me feel bad, better no, no, about no. my awesome job. No, you're trying no, to make no. me feel better about this yeah. awesome job that I yeah. have. Like, I oh, I feel great. I feel great. I, great. Do this. <laughs> I tried to go there. And, you mean and I, I don't have to pay for my own hotel or airfare, and I just get to walk in with a staff time. badge everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I realized as I was going down that path, I it was all great and groovy. So. I'm so jealous. I've never gotten to go to D23. I've always yeah. wanted to go. It's like it's like Comic-Con for Disney nerds, which I am a Disney nerd. So I think mm-hmm. it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm hoping that when you get back, I'm hoping, first of all, to live vicariously through you while you're gone and look at all of your pictures, which is what I've been doing this whole summer. I will <laughs> make sure that I post them on our page on Multiplane Podcast page, right. on my very own page, on What to See With Val. All, it'll just be too much. You guys will be like, oh my gosh, I need to shut off the internet no. for a couple of no. days. Um, I've never been either. And there are a few things like, yes, I have to work it. And it's going to be a lot of work. Um, you know, Disney, it's the Disney expectation. So we have a lot that we have to do and yeah. nothing can go wrong. Um, so there will be some things that I probably won't be able to catch. Um, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to kind of finagle my way um, to some of the panels. There is a big day on the Saturday of the convention because it's the Marvel, big Marvel panel day. And yeah. so I'm hoping there's going to be some big reveals um, that happen there. It says Marvel Star and Star Wars on it. So I'm just hoping that it's just kind of a whatever they didn't do at San Diego Comic-Con, whatever they were holding back on. They'll do that. And then my daughter has given me a list of pins to look for. Um, (laughs) You know, all the important things. I feel like the likelihood of you finding pins to trade at D23 seems higher. Like if you're looking for specific ones than if you're just going to the parks, just because this is, these are like, the, the Uber, yeah, the Uber these, Disney nerds. These are yeah. the These will not be trading pins. These will be yeah. purchasing pins. What set your budget? Yeah. <laughs> and we're not like once we hit this amount, it's not going to be another San Diego Comic-Con where I walk into the Disney Plus booth and I spend my entire like paycheck Pay- there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that I did that. I totally... No. No, I didn't do no, that. No, I didn't no. do that. I, I, that was a story you heard about someone that be, else. That would be irresponsible. Yeah. So I have a question. If you're, if you said you have to do it kind of the Disney way because it's D23. So have you been practicing your pointing because you've got to do the two finger point and you can't. Yes. So you know that I know all the rules, so I'm totally fine. Do. I don't know that I'll necessarily be pointing at anyone because of the, yeah. the job that I have. Um, it'll be more like, come this way um whole hand yeah yes and the The smile yep yep yeah maybe maybe i'll take these how many in your party how many in your party i don't i won't necessarily be doing that but maybe i'll take these (laughs) oh that's the battery i need to put new batteries in this that's sad um but uh no i mean we we just make sure that we're there to help 
uh, all of the staff and employees that are there. And, and we have a lot of equipment. So if you're going to D23, which I know a lot of people go, um, and even if you're listening in or outside of Utah, a lot of people from Utah go to D23. I've been a member of the D23 fan club for a while. My daughter is as well. Um, I don't know that I'll be able to go to the park and I'll be that close to the park. I'm going to try and get there. Um, I'll know a little bit when I, as I get closer, but I will be there covering it um, in November. I'll be there Halloween night for Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah, that's good. So I'm super, did I tell you guys what I'm dressing up for, for Oogie Boogie Bash yet? No, no. You haven't told Dr. us. Dr. Facilier. Holy cow. I am being the shadow man. I can't wait to show you my hat that I have with the skulls. Oh, oh I yeah, because we're awesome. we're all dressing as villains. That, well, um, yeah. and I picked the shadow man. So that's one cool. of my he's one of my favorites. I like that because it's not one that you see all the time. And so that'll be cool. That'll be really, really cool. That's cool. Well, when you get back, Val, we know. Ty's got some stuff on his plate right now. So if congratulations, you... Ty and Ty's Your wife. Yeah, beautiful baby. Super happy for you. Super exciting. But if he can't get on and talk to you on multiplay podcasts about D23, like Viper said to Maverick, we'll be your wingman. Yes. We'll get yes. on. We'll do it. I would and love to do a show where we just put it on all of this, the the feeds and just put it all the feeds just put it out there for everybody and we can just talk about all the things cool do a pax d23 mega panel yes yes (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) go ahead twist it twist that arm i know right tell me again how bad my job is it's not i get (laughs) to do this with all of you talk about nerdy things talk about movies and then go to conventions yeah and you get paid and we'll and it's this is great practice leading up to Fanex when we'll be there in person yes. all together. Yes. Yeah, we'll take lots of pictures together. It is coming up fast. Uh, hopefully at the time that this is released, we will have a better idea of what our schedule is. But as of right now, we know we will be doing a Spider-Man 20 years on the big screen panel. That is a movies that make us live panel. You want to come see it. We don't know what time it will be yet, but it will be awesome. So, you know, and we have up. individual panels. So we'll, we'll catch you up on all of those things because Hopefully you can come see all of our individual panels. We'll go support each other. I'm just excited about my Fast and Furious fam. Fast and Furious fam panel. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I I want to go to that panel. I don't want to be on the panel. I, I don't want to add, but I do so want to go to the panel and just be there in the crowd uh, support you of course but also it's going to be entertaining i don't see how it couldn't be so i i i think there were a couple that i submitted that looked like they got picked but i don't know we don't know the final schedule yet but I yeah think great. so fast and furious will be on there for sure how could it not be yep. it's all about family Utah's big family state. It's all about family. This works. <laughs> it works on so many levels. So speaking of family and fan X, our movie today involves Alfred, who's kind of family for the yeah. for the Waynes. Uh-huh. That was a that was a stretch. But we're talking about the Dark Knight, which is the middle movie of Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, and arguably. Not everybody's going to agree, but arguably the best Batman movie that's ever been made. It's right there. 
Yeah, um, it, and, and yeah. arguably one of the best sequels ever made. That is a very true statement. It's I right think. there with Toy Story 2, man. Right there yeah. with Toy Story mm-hmm. 2. Empire, it's, it's up there, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Back. Yep. Uh, Temple of Doom. No. Terminator 2. Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Terminator, Terminator 2. 2. Absolutely. Yes. Aliens. Absolutely. Aliens. Yes. I don't know. I don't Aliens know. is... Aliens is one of my favorite named sequels just because yes. it went from alien to aliens. They just added yeah. an S and I think perfect. Perfect. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Marketing is super simple. Yeah, Why make it that brilliant, if you, you don't, don't have, have to? to. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's don't already laid out. That. Everybody knows what it is. It's just more of what you already love. Yeah. Uh, this is really a, a great sequel. It really when I watched the movie in preparation for this, um, I watched Batman begins. And then I watched this one. Cause I had a little bit of time this afternoon while I was doing stuff. And Batman begins does a great job laying the foundation for Batman and who he is. Mm-hmm. What this did is really created the world and laid the foundation for the world that he was living in. I think more than Batman begins does and really kind of gives us a lot of these characters that exist in Gotham city, uh, in a lot more depth. I mean, we get Gordon in Batman Begins and we get Alfred and we get Bruce, but but this gives us a lot of the characters uh, that you know and love from Gotham City uh, in, a, yeah. in a whole new light. And it's really incredible. Um, Batman is my personal favorite superhero. Um, it's so weird to me, Tracy, because was... you are so not like Batman, but okay. <laughs> but see, when, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed, like my mom was not a big comics it was like no you need to read real books and i read a lot but my friends like would have batman comics and would occasionally pass them off to me and yeah. and so i've always had an affinity for that for that character i i love a lot of the different comic book ones but batman's got a special place in my heart and christopher nolan at this time was one of the best directors working in the field so this was a really nice match together i <laughs> I feel like that was such a backhanded compliment to Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan at this time, just over a decade ago, was one of the best directors in the field. Was being the key and operative word at this time. He's still great. He just has disappointed me a little bit. He's taken a break from greatness to let others raise up. Yes. Into greatness. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yep that's what happened <laughs> and so i love the fact that jake you did batman begins going right into the dark knight and i probably should have done that but i did something different i watched the dark knight and then i re-watched the batman the latest one. Oh, um, and i freaking love both of these movies oh they're so good not that we're talking about the batman but um, well, we have on when it came out earlier this year, we did do an episode on the Batman. So go check that out for sure. I'll, I'll throw in a plug. I've been watching more or listening to more podcasts where they plug their own show. I'm going to try to be better about plugging our own show. There you go. So, yeah. We usually plug other people's shows. It's because we, yeah. we're like Christopher Nolan and yeah. we also like others to be we're, great. Exactly. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> but. What you but did there. We're not taking a break from greatness, though. So. No, we we have we have a full time greatness yeah. capacity. <laughs> yeah, we 
we're like your friend Steven in that way. We don't take a break from greatness. Nope. We are just always. Just I can do this all day. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. well, <laughs> dropping them today. Well done. <laughs> Good. This is an after dark episode. This is. Great. Oh, you. I'm so tired right now. <laughs> I love I love when we have these after dark episodes and we talk about how tired we are. People are probably thinking they must be recording 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's 8 30, folks. It's 8 30. We're tired. I'm also thinking about I have one piece of birthday cake left. Ooh. And I am going to after this go into my go upstairs, get my cake, get some ice cream sit on the bed and watch the fourth episode of the Sandman, which I am enjoying oh, by the way. Nice. Yeah. I've heard really good things about it. I, I liked it. Didn't I haven't watched it. it yet. You liked it, but you didn't love it. Yeah. Okay. I've never yeah, read. The I feel comic. the same. Neither have I. I liked it. It was entertaining, but it's not one that I'm like super stoked about. Yeah. And that's um, totally fine. Yeah. Um, the thing that I really was noticing while rewatching The Dark Knight tonight is how good Wally Pfister's cinematography is. Mm-hmm. Like they filmed a lot of this in uh, with IMAX cameras, and I remember if you watched it in the theater, like the the ratio changed a little bit for those scenes, and it didn't on when I was streaming it off of uh, HBO Max. But mm-hmm. just the just the detail and the crispness and um, I forgot how much of this film takes place during the day, which is weird. Yeah. For yeah, it does. Yeah. But it still feels like that city is just coming in on you. And yeah. it was so crazy because recently I went to Chicago and I totally forgot that that's their Gotham for dark night is Chicago. Right. Yeah. And my friend took me on this tour and you're looking across the water and you've got Gotham this way. And then you turn, you literally just turn your body. And over here, this is like the upscale um, daytime version of where all the rich people are. It literally is like this. And so for him to be able to use the light, the dark, the camera angles to make that, because this is not, Chicago is a big city, but this area that they shot most of these scenes in, it feels like this. It feels like you're yeah. right. How could you possibly shoot this many different locations in one locate, like, you know, one location. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. you've got the scene um, that I, I'll, um, that I took a picture of where you can see the levels where they're, they're chasing each other through the garage when the Joker opens oh, yeah, up yeah. the van. So that's right across from where I was looking. And then right above that is the whole scene, the whole cityscape that they do from Gotham that I posted a couple pictures of. And then literally you just go like that and there's the big city building that they utilize um, for the daytime. And it looks so big and so ominous um, in the movie. And I have to tell you, it does in real life as well, (laughs) especially when you put two and two together and you're like, so many people died here, but like in the movie. (laughs) But only in the movie. I don't know in real life how many people have died there, but in this movie, so many people died. It was it was funny because you mentioned Val that it was shot in Chicago, and I and I knew that, but when I watched it this time, that was fresh on my mind because you mentioned it yesterday when we were talking about our previous movie, and um, I noticed this is how nerdy I got watching it this time. 
on the when they come in with the bus and I looked at the license plate and it looks very much like an Illinois license plate, but it says Gotham on it. And I thought that's a cool nod. That's cool. To be yeah. Out of Illinois. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's very cool. much. I thought like a an anyway, stuff like that is kind of fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, I love it, Tracy, when you get into the cinematography and stuff like that. I uh you were recently on Age of Geek and you were on with Better Call Saul. And mm -hmm. I said to Marley, I said, just so you know, every once in a while Tracy goes into what I like to call the professor mode where he really starts breaking down like not just like this is a really good movie and it looked really cool but like the cinematography and why and everything and i love those moments you, you i feel like you bring up the class oh, it, of our it, show it, quite a bit there tracy this one's right well thank you sir um this and i'm i'm curious i was going to ask you since you've recently of course just watched batman begins because that was built on a set like mm -hmm. they built all of Gotham on a set and that and, and for begins and then decided to take it outside and actually go to Chicago um, for that one. So I was curious to tell, to, to see your reaction between the two. Yeah. That's interesting that you bring that up because I was mentioning earlier that with the dark Knight, I feel like you get to know a lot more of the world as far as the characters go. But I also think you, Gotham becomes much more of a character in the dark Knight compared to Batman begins. Batman begins is very centered on, Batman and his conflict with Ra's al Ghul and becoming Batman and all of that. And the Dark Knight, Gotham becomes much more of a city and it feels more real, especially like there's nothing in the Dark Knight that I feel like doesn't look like it belongs in our world. Right. Watch Batman Begins and they're in the Narrows and the Scarecrow scenes and all of that. That feels like a set. It yeah. doesn't feel like a real city. Um, and so it is to me. I think it adds to the realism and the gravity of the dark Knight because the dark Knight is one of those movies that it starts and the pacing, mm -hmm. it just gets more and more and, and it doesn't let up. You've got a couple of minutes here and there to kind of breathe, but it, then it just keeps going and the stakes get higher and higher and higher. And I think because it was shot in Chicago and it felt real, yeah. it adds to that. Yeah. And plus the fact that most of this um, effects were practical effects. Yeah. Like when, when Batman drives the motorbike underneath the wheel and the truck flips, they actually did that. That's an actual semi truck flipping up and over. And I'm like, they had to like close down the street, set that up, film it, and then repair the street. So it would be ready for business the next morning. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. That's crazy. But like the fire truck is really on fire. I mean, uh, just all sorts of, they, they actually blow up a building. They make it look like a hospital. It was just an abandoned building, but they literally blew up a building for it. It's just it, it's so great. They really burned off half of Aaron Eckhart's face. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we haven't okay. seen him in anything lately. I, there, I thought he was just uh, stepping aside to let other people be great. Yeah, he was um, taking a break from greatness to let. Yeah, I don't know why we have. Can seen we? More of Aaron can we please, yeah. please, please make yes. a movies that make us stepping away from greatness shirt? Yes. <laughs> I will get on that. We will. We will I have want it one. Stepping away from greatness. We will work Sponsored on by Christopher right. Nolan. <laughs> Stepping away from greatness to allow others to be great. I like it. I like it. That's I, I like that. I think it's a perfect. Is that our new stole? Our new our new uh, slogan. Movies <laughs> that make us movies. stepping away from greatness. <laughs> I love that concept so much. We're gonna use it. 
<laughs> okay, great. Maybe we'll make some it. shoes. Um, because we're stepping away oh, from greatness. Oh, very nice. And then we could be like, yeah, Craig. Like you're not the only one with look at our shoes. shoes. <laughs> Ours actually have a slogan. Just kidding. We love you. We love you. Craig Price. <laughs> we love you. I can't wait to see him at Fenix. Um I think I think we're safe. I think he only listens to our show when he's actually on the it? show. Yeah. I don't know that he <laughs> I mean, same. Like when I'm on his. <laughs> same. I mean, I love everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love, love, love about this film um, that I think could have run amok that didn't. Um, and I think that they, I don't know if they did it on purpose in the Batman, but I noticed it more in this one when I watched it again, uh-huh. is the use of light and shadows like they yeah. do in the comic books that you yep. didn't really see because Batman Begins, like you said, is more of a, it's a different story, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're kind of learning about how all of this is being set up. And, and so it's more is these big spaces that he's in and the training and all of this. It's almost like the Rocky of Batman, right? Yeah. Um, but with this one, we are playing with big areas, small areas, dark. And, but there's always a shadow and a light coming into almost every scene, whether it's daytime or nighttime, whether we're in a building, outside, whatever. There's always, you can kind of see a little a comic book-esque feel, but at the same time, it's so real. Like, it feels yeah. so real. And I, it's like, how... What was I want to see the concept drawings for this, right? Oh, yeah. And how many lighting meetings did you have? And how many, you know, the time of day that you shoot these things? Like, because you're not on a set, you right. are in real life. And so you've got to figure out timing, day, if something goes wrong and you miss that that daytime light that you're waiting for to get the shadows that you want. Got to get a new permit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, there's all these things that go in and I have just so much respect for sticking to this, the coloring and the lighting and the shadows and everything mm-hmm. that they did in this movie to really keep you visually engaged as much as with the story was, yeah. I, I love so much. Yeah. And yeah. then you've got the IMAX cameras that just soak up all the detail. Like yeah. those shots over Hong Kong are just gorgeous. Yeah. You know, when, when he's going to pick up Lau. I mean, great stuff. Uh, and then Val comes in with something like that. And she's also like the professor. <laughs> so I am just lucky to be in bask, basking in both of your greatness tonight. That's all I have to say. You know what I also want to know? What kind of socks do you think Batman wears with his suit? Uh, probably, probably wicking socks. Because you don't want your feet to get all sweaty. And do you think he puts the socks on first and then the suit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's my feeling. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what kind they've got to be black. So maybe I was I was thinking some black gold toe socks, maybe. Nice little highlight. Yeah. But yet hidden and subtle so that the enemy doesn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, ricking socks is probably right. I that but, I don't know. We can ask when we meet Christian Bale someday, we'll just ask him. <laughs> I don't know that I want to. I'm scared. You're scared. <laughs> He's like a very intense individual. Oh, but on that right? set, he was. On that yeah. set, he was. We could, may, 
maybe we'll ask Michael Keaton. He's kind of entering that part of his career where it's more likely that we'll He's run into him and he'll be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, we talked a little bit about this before the show, Jake. Yes. Um, I, I, I really like this movie and I think it's a really, really spectacularly made and I love the soundtrack and I want to get into that in a minute, but the movie in some ways almost gets overshadowed by Ledger's performance. And like, it makes this film and there's just enough Joker. Like you think he's in it all the time and he's really not. No. Um, Nolan said he wanted him to use him like the, the Bruce shark in jaws, just little bits and pieces. And it's always a presence and it's always out there. Um, definitely made better, but you mm-hmm. definitely think that, he's in it all the time and he's, he's really not, but yeah, I mean, this is an iconic performance. This is something that people will be talking about a hundred years from now in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it is interesting because when you do stop and think about it, he really does, does not spend a lot of time on screen. I mean, mm-hmm. Batman's on there more, or at least Bruce Wayne or Batman. One of the right. two is on there more. Harvey Dent's um, really on there more. Harvey Dent is on there more and Joker is just in there and, and it works really, really well to use that kind of restraint and say, I know that this is, this is going to make or break the movie. I mean, it's similar to Jaws, right? You don't see the shark a whole lot in Jaws. Wow. And, Jaws. and there were other reasons. Bruce <laughs> was not as good a performer as Heath Ledger was in Joker. Like, let's be honest, but but building that anticipation and that tension and really that's what we get with the Joker too. I think because he's in there so sparingly and and Nolan uses him so sparingly, it makes him much more menacing. Mm -hmm. And when he is in there, his moments, like he is all out Joker. He is screen. Go ahead, Val. I was going to say, I think it was a really good choice because we already saw a Batman movie where Joker takes up half the space, right? right um, yes. With Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. And what I thought, I'm going to go back to the Batman again. What I thought um, they really learned from the Dark Knight um, is that DC has some really amazing villains. And mm-hmm. these villains yeah. are real-time criminals. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's in a comic book, but they're real-time criminals that you can really connect an audience to mm-hmm. and make them feel more for your hero if you really dig into those villains and the backstory. And what they did yeah. with Heath Ledger's Joker in this is that they gave us this villain that you don't connect to on a personal level as much. And no. so you automatically think that he is menacing every time he's on screen. You don't want him to win other than we love Heath Ledger. You know, like you, you're like, why is this guy still running this town? Right. He is evil. He is menacing. And then when you get into the Batman, that is all about creating these villains and their backstories, because what DC does, and I know I usually rag on DC, but I grew up loving DC. Right. I grew up loving DC and Batman and, and was one of my faves is still one of my faves, but um, what they have going for them, where I think sometimes Marvel gets, you know, misses it a little bit is that their villains are villains. They're, they're terrible, terrible, terrible people. (laughs) And if you can like really hone in 
on these villains that have been given to us through the comic books and you play it right, like it's magic. And that's yeah. what we see in the dark Knight. That's what we see in the Batman. Yes. Batman is there and we love him, but it's that villain that pulls us into the next scene because yeah. even when he's not there, we see him through Harvey Dent. We see <laughs> him through, you know, um, Bruce Wayne. He's still yeah. there because we can see everything he's leaving in his wake. Yeah. And, and the, and the criminals like Marconi and the other mm -hmm. leaders of the different families, like their interactions with Joker and their fear of who Joker is like that builds up that menacing. And it's interesting to draw that comparison between Jack Nicholson's Joker character and that story compared to this, because we get his whole backstory in the yeah. Batman, in right. the Batman, but in Batman, we uh -huh. get his whole backstory. He's Jack Napier. He gets in the, the chemicals. Community. He becomes mm -hmm. Joker and all that. We get zero backstory about Heath Ledger's Joker. He's just this no, crazy effed up guy. They don't, they don't want you. And you mentioned you, you shouldn't identify on any personal level with the Joker. Like you shouldn't come out of that and be like, you know, I really get that Joker guy and where he's coming from. <laughs> you, you need to get help. Like, like in the Joker movie when he's got all of these followers uh, at the end. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are out there in the world. Like I just, yeah. uh -huh. I felt so beside myself after leaving that movie for so many reasons. <laughs> and, and even, even in the Batman, we get that a little bit with Riddler. We get mm -hmm. his backstory. We find out yeah. the connection to, to the Waynes and he's also got a following on TikTok or whatever video app that's they were the world using. we live in man but well and it's it's interesting too because the they had filmed a few scenes um with like bruce wayne and some stuff but the first real time heath ledger came on set was when they did the police interrogation scene and <sighs> i think it's so interesting because christopher nolan has said that set the tone and the pace for the rest of the film. And Heath Ledger was egging on Christian Bale, like hit me harder, throw me into the wall harder. And so when Joker is saying that and egging him on, Ledger was doing that to Bale on, yeah. on, on the back end. Which I don't know that I would do that to Christian Bale. I, would <laughs> I feel like you're just treading a dangerous line there. Come unhinged and, I get so frustrated too, because when people talk about Heath Ledger, they almost always, there's this assumption that the, the playing the role of the Joker led to his death. And it's absolutely not oh. true. Like <laughs> no. the guy would do these intense scenes and then pull out a skateboard and go skating around yeah. in the, around yeah. the back. And he was yeah. like, I mean, he had pneumonia. He, so yeah. And it was, <laughs> yeah, I think people, I think that just adds to the mythos and the yeah. lore of the character. And so that's kind of something that's grown up, but it's not. It's not. He was facts. a very and Heath was a delight. He was, mm -hmm. he was nothing like the Joker. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we want to believe that, you know, that people aren't sometimes as talented as they are. It, it what, yeah. what you can see, this is, there's the scene when he is sitting there in the cell, right? Uh -huh. And this proves just what a great actor he is and what a great director Christopher Nolan is at the same time, because there, if you pay attention to the lack of dialogue mm -hmm. in that scene and the fact that not only does Heath let you 
really envelop his character as he's smelling the room around him and he's feeling the things that like you're living through him and Nolan just lets that breathe. And right. He that. lets it breathe. And you can feel the humming of the lights in the police station, like because those lights are just those, you know, and it's like the, the grayish, bluish kind of and the buzz of those fluorescents. And he's just it, it just that whole scene breathes. And you not every actor or director can have a scene like that yeah. because they want to fill that silence with acting instead of just letting the audience get into the character like that. It's one of my favorite moments. And and I got to say, I was wrong when this movie was announced and they announced Heath Ledger. I was not happy with the casting. And then I saw a little bit of the promo material and I'm like, maybe, but I don't because I thought of him as the teen heartthrob guy. I didn't yeah. realize how good you're thinking was. of 10 things I hate about you. Heath yeah. Ledger. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so the, the thing that I was noticing about the performance today is there are so many levels. Like he doesn't play this character as one note. Like no. when he's talking to the gangsters about taking the money and they say he's a freak and he's a, and he's like, no, I'm not. And he really emphasizes the tease. And then, but there's little bits of humor in there. Like the, the hand grenade about, you know, let's not, jump to conclusions let's not get too hasty and my favorite is when he meets up with um harvey face to uh harvey dent two face in the hospital and he's he's dressed up as the nurse and he takes the mask off and dent freaks out and is like coming to try and kill him and joker just goes hi that, <laughs> that moment that moment is so brilliant i was thinking about that today while i was watching it because he takes a minute to deliver that line. Like I knew the mask comes off. I know he does the hi. And it's one of my favorite lines in the movie, but he uh -huh. kind of just sits there and like settles in for a second. And because <laughs> Harvey's like, you're right. He's trying to kill him. And then he lets him calm down for a second. And he's like, hi, like, let's, <laughs> let's chat. <laughs> it is just, he, he looks so brilliant as the Joker. And to me, this is the kind of Joker that I really like to me, this is very similar in a lot of ways in a much more grown up way than like the Batman animated series yeah. Joker who, you know, Mark Hamill does another, does a great job. there oh, voicing yeah. that character yeah. and not just one tone. Jack Nicholson's Joker is very one dimensional. In my yeah. opinion, he I is. Agree. Just, I agree. It's a lot of fun and it was good for yes. the movie that was made. Um, it reminds me more of, of the television people. show joker yeah, um, yeah. but like after dark you know what i mean so yeah, like yeah. not not like on edgy Cesar romero joker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, jack I, nicholson yeah i like the fact that this character is interesting enough that we can have all these different variations of joker like joaquin phoenix is a much different joker than heath ledger was um barry Ke keogan Ke keegan who appears briefly in the batman um yeah. he brings a different side to it um and the same thing with batman i was thinking about this today watching the two um actors watching christian bale and um, um pattinson. pattinson and they they're so different but yet it's still that character and so i think that's that's the thing that we sometimes forget is is like val said not only do we have great villains we've got some great heroes 
in the DC universe if we allow them to tell the good stories. Yeah. And and Christian Bale does a great job in this movie too. I, I don't think we can talk enough about how great Heath Ledger is in the film. And I, I, I mean, his his performance is going to go down in history as just an incredible performance. But Christian Bale does a great job too. And he has some great moments. I love when he's driving the Lamborghini to save the guy's life who's about to reveal that he's Batman, right? And and he says, oh yeah, is there, you know, should I go to the hospital and get this checked out? He's like, yeah, you don't watch the news very much, do you, Mr. Wake? <laughs> and then he kind of like, He's like, yeah, who's in the car with you? And the guy comes out and he, and they've got just that moment where they're locking Why? eyes <laughs> and like so much is done. And Christian Bale can do that as an actor in the quiet moments and things like that, where he just communicates just so well without saying anything sometimes. Yeah. And then other times he does his Batman voice, which I realized in this movie today comes with a Batman face that is yes. not <laughs> yeah. attractive. <laughs> He does the voice, but he's also like, (laughs) okay. I do want to say though, like how star studded is this cast? So we've got Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman is James Gordon, which is one of my favorite James Gordon, Michael Caine, Aaron Eckhart, Morgan Freeman, Killian Murphy, who I love. And at the time, like he hadn't done a ton um, of mainstream stuff, but I love him. Maggie Gyllenhaal, who I thought was really great in this role brought she brought um, something that I thought we had been missing from a female in, uh, in the Batman movie, just any, mm-hmm. just in general, any female, yeah, that's um, true. you know, um, and I can I mean, we had Eric Roberts. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but even he did great. Like even he was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. So it's true. Yeah. I, I do like the Rachel character because yeah. And, and Maggie Gyllenhaal does a great job with the character. But, like, she rejects Bruce Wayne and Batman. We don't yeah. see that in Batman movies where the uh, love interest rejects Bruce Wayne and Batman. She no. deserves better. And well, she wants sure. him to be better. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And just because you're rich, good men. looking, and have awesome cars does not mean that you get to be a douche. Well, the so. Lamborghini is much more subtle. Yes, I love that line. Oh, yes. <laughs> to the Lambo, then. Yes, much more subtle. Daylight, it'll be too noticeable. Yes. <laughs> uh, nobody ever notices the Lamborghini driving. <laughs> so this nobody is notices what... mine. Oh wait, yeah. I don't have one. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> that might be why they don't notice. Oh man, <laughs> awkward. Um, but I'm such a geek about certain things. I love behind the scenes movie making stuff. And there's there was a really interesting documentary. I I didn't look through a lot of the extras on HBO Max, so I don't know if it's there. But there was a segment that came out, I think, with the on one of the DVD or Blu-ray releases, all about Hans Hans Zimmer making the score for this. And he talked about how he wanted to add to this tension. And if you notice at the very beginning of the film, we open on the wide shot of the building that they're going to rob and we slowly start to pan in Mm -hmm. and you just get this really weird sound. And what they did is they would take um, metal wires and run them down like I like they take piano strings and run like metal brushes down them just really slowly to get that kind of creaking noise and it just intensifies and he talks about how to he wanted to create all sorts of weird sounds for the soundtrack so that and he does it in Dune as well 
um, where he creates these really bizarre non-earthly sounds. But like he's got like pencils tapping. At one point, they recorded him just sitting there tapping pencils just to get the little, you know, just to add those layers in there. And it's just That's so interesting. interesting to me. That and, is really cool. And I love that his music in this and the score that he puts together in this, like it's not distracting. It builds that mood, but you're not, it's not one of those that you're like, Oh, that like totally stands out to me, that tune or whatever, but it's not a hummable soundtrack. Right. But it does. When you stop and think about it, you're like, why am I feeling? Because the music is putting uh, me in that. And it's on top of everything that else. Whole, that whole bank robbery. You're just hearing this kind of screeching noise in the, in the, in the music and you're also getting the big drums and the other sounds, but yeah, it's just this one note that just keeps getting longer and longer. You keep expecting it to end and it doesn't. It's great. Yeah. So this movie to me is very much like reading the comics and it, and it kicks off strong that way. When you've got the caper at the beginning, that is so much, so similar to something you would read in the comics that Joker would do with his gang. It's not, you know, Hey, we're going to, break it in this bank but it is and then they he kills everybody and then one person is left and um just all of that and like the way that the bus comes out and then it's in a bunch of school buses that are on a field <laughs> trip like and that is the constant chess game that's going on throughout this movie between joker and batman and he's always one step ahead and mm-hmm. i love that when we've got stories like that in the comics and it translates so well into this movie and it's I always think of Christopher Nolan's Batman as trying to be more grounded and more like in real life, but right. then he gives us great moments like Harvey Dent in the courtroom oh. when the guy pulls the gun on him and he just tackles the gun and then like punches him in the face. That is not, I mean, that is so comic booky, <laughs> but it is like in the best way. Yeah. And, it's a, and then there's, they're pulling him away. He's like, wait, I'm not finished with him yet. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is awesome. So do so we, kind of, we kind of blame Christopher Nolan for the, for the Snyder verse? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who, I think we, I think we, we blame Snyder for the Snyder verse and fans. I don't hate the Snyder verse, but. Yeah, you kind of do. I, so here, I, do. I think, I think the only reason I kind of blame Nolan for the Snyderverse is because, and and Snyder, Zack Snyder was open about this when he took on Man of Steel. He wanted it to feel like Christopher Nolan's yeah. Batman. And the problem that I have with that is if you pick up a Superman comic and you pick up a Batman comic, they don't <laughs> feel the same. And that's by design. Uh-huh. And that's very okay. And even when they combine in the Justice League or they cross over, like they are very different characters and they feel very different. So I don't want my Superman movie to feel like the Christopher oh, Nolan movies. Yeah. I blame the Warner brothers execs because I think oh, what yeah. they saw was, Ultimately, I blame them for everything. They wrong. said the See. dark Knight not only brought us in truckloads of money, but it got um, Academy award nominations. It got all this critical acclaim. And so they're like, that's our blueprint. And they tried to apply it to everything and not everything needs to be that way. And yeah. so they're still kind of reeling and readjusting and now having canceled off uh, Batgirl and a few things. It's going to be interesting to see where they go from this. They've got a 10-year plan, Tracy. They've got it all figured yeah. out and mapped out now. Yeah, yeah. 
So they have a 10 year plan until something shiny walks across. (laughs) And then they're like, wait a second. Let's put all of our planning over here and do something. For whatever reason they do that, right? Green Lantern Mm -hmm. came out after um, at least I think the first two of the, the dark Knight trilogy. And that was going to kind of be their jumping off point for this combined universe to kind of, once they realized that's what Marvel was doing mm-hmm. and then Green Lantern just didn't work. And so he said, scrap it. We're starting all over from scratch. No, just, just continue from that one and uh-huh. still do it. And man of steel could have been, I like man of steel more than, than I should probably, but I like, man I like of it. Steel. It was okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not Christopher Reeve. And I, no. I recognize that. I had major problems with Pa Kent, but that's a whole nother story. Yes. I have some struggles there as well. (laughs) But um, I also, I like it a lot more than Batman v Superman, Dawn Justice, which is an awful, awful movie. But it was like they said, the way to get people to take us seriously is to go darker, 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 darker. That works with Batman. You can go dark with Batman. There are stories that Batman has that like are dark oh, and gritty and it family? totally works. Yeah. Death in the family. Crap. Recently you've got Lord of owls, long oh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like there are a ton of stories. Um, but Superman's got a lot of really great stories too, that aren't as dark. And someone at Warner brothers needs to know this. He has other villains besides Zod and Lex <laughs> what? that are really good villains. What? If you wanted no. to know, like and if you gave it time, Darkseid could be menacing and scary. He'd be great. He could have been Thanos, and instead they rushed it. Yeah. Listen, Thanos Brainiac? wishes. Thanos wishes he was Darkseid. That's, That's true. What I have to say about that. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But in the terms of the cinematic universe, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, Brainiac could be really good. That would be an interesting thing to see on screen. Doomsday could have been way Doomsday better. Doomsday could have been way better than he was. <laughs> So, we could do this all night. Let's, yes, we could. Let's not. <laughs> Warner Brothers, get but, your crap together, or I'm we're going to send you a pair of shoes. I, I'm I'm excited to see because they just announced <laughs> their ten year plan. Yeah. Um, but they just recently re-signed a, a big contract with Matt Reeves, which that makes me happy. Yeah. Matt Reeves, who directed the Batman, who did um, Planet of the Apes, he is doing um, the they're starting the script on the Batman two. Um, he is going to produce an Oswald Cobblepot TV series on HBO max. And they're doing a series based in Arkham Asylum, which I think could be so cool. Yeah. Now they just need to figure out that they can do other really good stories outside of Batman. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, the Christopher Nolan dark Knight trilogy. I would say the trilogy as a whole is pretty great. Uh huh. I, I don't like Dark Knight Rises as much as the first two, but overall, I would say the trilogy is really great. And so really what we have here is a case of Warner Brothers took a break from greatness to allow others to be great, like Marvel. They said in 2012, we're taking a break now. We got this. We're fine. Um, Jake, did you ever play the Arkham City games? Uh, I have not. Oh, But I, I need to... There's the Gotham Knights, Knights. the new game that's coming out um, this fall that I I want to get. And so I probably need to play some of the Arkham Arkham games are a blast. I was thinking about that today, watching 
the Dark Knight because in in the Arkham games, it's open world, so you can go anywhere. And so like you can literally like grapple your way up to the top of a building and then just float. You know, you just glide and you get the cape fluttering yeah. and you just like glide across the entire city. And it's you can drop in anywhere and characters are talking. You can overhear criminal conversations. I'm going to uh, grapple. It's so much fun. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed uh, the Spider-Man games on the PlayStation. I've heard those. I made it through Miles Morales. I'm working through the, the original one on PS4. Um, and those are a lot of fun. There's no grappling, but there's a lot of web slinging, which I think is similar. Which is also cool. Yeah. A lot of fun. Except I'm not very good at it. When I'm trying to chase people on the web slinging, I usually end up on a fire escape and they're like, oh, he got away. And I'm like, Did you both love the uh, little uh, video I sent of you uh, of Spider-Man today to you? Oh, yes. Was, yes. I feel like if I was Spider-Man, that would be me. That that video is how I work when I'm playing Spider-Man. On the <laughs> They're like, got shocker. And I'm like, Bleh. on TikTok, there is a video of a guy dressed as Spider-Man who is trying to play the accordion and for some reason dangle from his roof. Don't do this at home, kids. Well, he's trying to like walk down the roof. Yeah, it's and then I don't the, know. the, the slack, it gets it, the tension in the rope isn't right and he just falls. <laughs> we will have to post it to our Facebook page. I'll <laughs> see it. Uh, and enjoy it. Uh, just so, know that is what Jake looks like when he's playing Spider-Man on PlayStation. <laughs> Jake, real quick before we grade this, which character, like which villain would you love to see on screen? And, and it doesn't matter who's directing. I mean, we'll probably be more in the Matt Reeves realm, but for Batman? Batman, yeah. Is there a I character, would, a villain you really want to see? I would love for them... They kind of did it a little bit with the Riddler in the Batman, but I would love to actually see Hush on screen. Ooh, that would and be actually great. get the full story. Um, that's one of my favorite stories, and uh, and I'd really, really like to see a good Two Face story. Yeah, we, we've seen Two Face on screen twice. Neither has been really like we didn't get enough of Aaron Eckhart as Two Face, and I would have liked that's to have seen right. more. Um, we got way too much of Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, and I would have liked to have seen less. So, yeah, I, I, what about I'd, you, Tracy? I'd be really curious to see like a, a Court of Owls. Yeah, that would be cool. But I would, I'd be really interested to see. And Matt Reeves has kind of talked about it, his take on Mister Freeze, because that is a very interesting and complex character. Where Arnold Schwarzenegger just it was a it it just is a it wasn't his fault no it's like he did, that, that, that's the thing is like that's i would love to see poison movie. ivy come yeah. back and actually yeah. be poison ivy from the comic yeah. books because i feel like they just made uma thurman a pinup and yeah, they yeah. didn't really give her anything to do except for look hot which like she does on a regular basis without being poison ivy right. so like, give me a little bit more. That's why I loved the Batman and the setup of Catwoman is they gave her a purpose. They gave her a reason. Yeah. They gave me a reason to think this is why she is. And I would love to see a real honest to goodness Poison Ivy in a movie. Uh, I'd be I down agree with that. that. I'd be I, down with that. It, it's funny talking about Batman and Robin. My son, Johnny, my oldest, has been going through and watching the old Batman movies. So he started with Batman and then he did Batman Returns. And then he did Batman Forever, and he was talking to us about it. 
He's like, yeah, I, li- I really like Batman and Batman Returns is really cool. He's like, Batman Forever was okay. Said, okay. <laughs> he said, I only watched 10 minutes of Batman and Robin and then I turned it off. I couldn't watch the rest of it. So that is, that That's is the, the rest of the world. Yeah. That is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Good parenting. Good parenting. Cause if he would have come back and said that was his favorite, I would have yeah. judged you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> but I would love to see, and, and you're right, Val, it's not Arnold's fault. It's not any of the actors fault in that movie. They, it was just, so bad. poorly handled and Batman with the credit card and oh god yeah yeah, yeah. so and people give disney a hard time about money grabs that whole movie oh, was yeah. just a money grab it was a giant commercial from beginning to end it absolutely was it was not, <laughs> it was not good it was how many things can we tie in and make money mm-hmm. off of the toys and the marketing and everything else pizza hut and mm-hmm. people will go see the movie regardless. And we did. Yeah. And it was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. I feel like we should all was... get some kind of stipend. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's let's get the Dark Knight a grade, which was superior to Batman and Robin in every way. <laughs> <laughs> now, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I'm just going to go with an A. Like, it's good. It's a good movie that holds up and you can watch it over and over. My husband hasn't seen it yet. He doesn't care about it. And it's just weird because he doesn't care about DC at all. And I'm like, but at least just watch The Dark Knight. And he's just not into it. So that is that. Dave. I know he's like, it seems like that would fit him more than Marvel, but he loves Marvel. So you cut, you guys, I'll let you talk to him. Is uh is Dave gonna have a booth at FanX? Cool. I'm still right. waiting to find out. Okay. <laughs> Crossing my fingers. Right, we're hoping we'll probably see him at some point though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jake, what are you going with? Yeah, this is an A for me as well. I I really think, and I'm not, Batman is not typically my jam. I, I enjoy it because I enjoy superheroes, and that's usually the superhero movie that's out, especially from DC. Um, but I really, really enjoy this one. There's not a moment in there where I'm like, yeah, this could be taken out or this could be cut out. I'm sure there are, but I just don't feel it when I'm watching it. So, And and I and it was interesting, re-watching the Batman, I'm like, this could be tightened up just a hair I love the fact that they let the film breathe, but it could have been tightened up just to tighten up just a little bit. I don't feel that way with the dark Knight. I think it yeah. just hits the ground running and just goes iconic performances across the board, especially with ledger, um, beautiful cinematography, um, great action, a triple a rating for the three of us. A rate aid rating for me. There you go. Dark Knight is officially a movies that make us triple a rated movie. As There's right not now. a lot of those. I need to go. I need to go back in we the need a list. And put yeah. together like a playlist so people can see what our AAA rated movies are. But uh, but Dark Knight is definitely on the list. You guys need to check it out if you haven't. Which other than Dave, I think is pretty much everybody. <laughs> seen it. But so, go back and give it another give it another whirl. Yeah. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, if you're wondering if it holds up, it totally does. Like they it's really, really really good. Got and it's got, it's got great moral and ethical questions. We didn't even talk about the whole spying on everybody through their cell phones thing yeah morgan freeman is so and so good 
Yeah. And the, and the conundrum of which one do you save? Do you save Rachel or do you save Harvey? You know, yeah. the, the, and the boat, the ferry, you know, are the, are the felons going to blow up the citizens or vice versa? And just that moment where the big guy comes over and says, I'm going to do what you should have did 10 minutes ago. And then he takes it and then just throws it out the window. Like anyway, see it. It's got a lot of great movies. Oh, moments. Go back and watch it. It's something <laughs> you've probably forgotten about. It's just really, really good. Um, there you go. We will be at fan X. Come and find us. Uh, Val's going to be posting all over the place with D23 and PAX West. Um, all sorts of fun adventures there. So make sure you're following us all over social media. Uh, and until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. This has been an Age of Geek media production. 